What is up, bros? I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we are a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. This week on the podcast, in 4K Spotlight, we have one movie getting released, and it's kind of a been a subject of some controversy. Controversy. <laughs> yes, Starting off yes, my yes it has. Starting off my speech real strong. Yeah, already. You're making me proud, man. You're making me yeah. proud. Uh, anyway, so after we discuss that release, uh, then we will be getting straight into our headliner this week, which will be our breakdown of Smile. It was going to be the, the Woman, Woman King. King. Yeah. It will happen eventually. It absolutely will. It is a it, fantastic movie, and it's one that I want to break down. But it does come out on so it does come out on Blu-ray December thirteenth. So once it comes out on Blu-ray, expect a review to follow. Again, maybe this might be something that goes on into the new year. Because <laughs> unfortunately, no, dude, there's a lot of good Christmas movies yeah. coming out. <laughs> That's true, dude. Have you heard that? Uh, really quickly, um, what was it? A Christmas Story Christmas? Like it's actually getting really good reviews. Like. A lot of people are saying, uh, I forget the guy that originally played Ralphie. Like you can tell that he put a lot of he put a lot of love and care into the sequel. Gosh, I I am excited to see that one. I am too. But I'm not going to do that until after Thanksgiving. <sighs> You're one of those people. Yes, I am absolutely one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Yeah, but I, I'm super excited. I'm kind of building up my uh, my Christmas movie list. Um, that's oh, definitely that. on it. Um, the David Harbor one that's coming dude, out. Dude, I'm so oh, dude, I'm so excited. Me and a buddy of mine got uh, tickets to that for opening night Thursday. I'm so excited. Noise. Yeah, super excited for that one. Um, I kind of really want to watch that one with Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Just because I'm a sucker for a yeah. good like Hallmark movie. I really want to see that one though because like that sparked the whole. Uh, I literally I don't know what someone said to Jamie Lee Curtis, but she's just like, oh yeah, you know, it's great seeing her, you know, back on the big screen, and you know, maybe uh, do let's do like Freaky Friday too. Why not? I miss Lindsay Lohan, and then apparently Lindsay Lohan is totally down for it. So Disney, balls in your court. Get on it, dude. <laughs> I want. I would love a Freaky Friday too. I would love to see those two back together again, dude. How cool would it be if they did like a three-way Freaky Friday situation? <laughs> that would be trippy as fuck. Where they get like Lindsay Lohan's daughter in on it, and so she swaps bodies with her grandma Jamie Lee. Uh, Lindsay Lohan goes into the her daughter, and then. Uh, Jamie Lee goes back into Lindsay Lohan's body. <laughs> that's a, that was a little too much for my brain to comprehend. <laughs> Just kidding, dude. That would be freaking hilarious. That yeah, that would be. It really would. It's like you don't even have to release it into theaters, Disney. Just do what you did with Hocus Pocus two. Just put it on Disney Plus. That's fine, but still make it a really good sequel. Yeah, just kind of make it like your uh, like the cheaper by the dozen situation. Exactly. Make it a little better than cheaper by the dozen, but <laughs> uh, I would argue. Well, yeah, 
I was going to say a lot better, but like I didn't h- hate that remake as much as... We Wait, are we up... talking about... Yeah, we're talking about we're the, talking... the the new new one. Okay, I didn't know if we're talking about the, the actual like Cheaper by the Dozen 2. No, the the uh, the original Cheaper by the Dozen, or technically that's a remake too, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? Yeah. So we gave the 2022 Cheaper by the Dozen a C. Okay. So I think yeah, that... I, I, I would yeah. give the Steve Martin one in the Bs. So, yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. So, dude, make it happen. Make yep. it freaking happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah, I've been I've been building up my uh, my Christmas season movie list. I love it. I love it. So I'm I'm excited. But anyway, um, without further ado, why let's so we get right into this uh, this episode. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so i just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also be sure to find me on Instagram at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alrighty, first up in 4K Spotlight. We only have one new release this week, and like we said, it's kind of been a controversial movie, and not really for the movie itself, I don't think. (laughs) No, I don't think so either. It's just, you know, the stupidity of one of the actors in it. Yes. Um, But yeah, so this 4K release is Don't Worry Darling, and... This one's starring Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. And Rose, you want to tell everyone about this uh, this release? I would love to. It actually stars quite a really big cast. Yeah, you got Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, who also directed it, didn't she? Uh, yes, she did. Yeah. Uh, Gemma Chan, Kiki Lane. I don't know who Kiki Lane is. Um, Nick Kroll and Chris Pine. So very very solid cast um for those of you that haven't heard uh the whole stirrup i don't know if that's the word to use um with this movie uh it's the fact that uh during a press release of it uh harry styles um basically spat into uh chris pine's lap and um the internet ate that shit up Dude, there's been a lot of shit around this movie. Like, that's not the only thing that's come from that. Like, point. 
Florence Pugh has gone like out of her way to not promote this movie. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, apparently she was treated absolutely horribly on set. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'm actually going to look this up real quick, just so it seems like we know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> um, I'm just going to Google the drama. <laughs> okay, so let's let's see. So don't obviously take this with a grain of salt because I'm getting this from people.com. <laughs> um, oh, God. But yeah, so they say that there's been a lot of controversy surrounding the film. It's been tough to navigate with a smile. Uh, everyone went into the movie with the best intentions. Um... Olivia Wilde felt a lot of pressure with this movie. It's harder for women to get a second chance at directing. Says the person directing a freaking Madam Web movie. <laughs> Good point. Fair enough. Good point. Let's see. Yeah, so Florence Pugh was set as the lead character. Um, and Shia LaBeouf was originally set to play the supporting role. Um, no shit, really. Yeah, but in September of 2020, it was announced that he had departed the film and Harry Styles signed on in his place. Huh. Um, there was okay. some sort of on-set romance, probably between Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, because I heard that there was oh. like a little bit of a buzz between them. Oh, shit. Oh, sweet. They have, like, a full timeline. So, April 2020, Shia LaBeouf and Florence Pugh are announced as the film's leads. Uh, September 11th, 2020, Harry Styles takes over for Shia LaBeouf. November 2020, Olivia Wilde says she did a little victory dance when Harry Styles signed on for the film. December 2020, People confirms that Olivia Wilde fired Shia LaBeouf. Um, despite previous reports that the actor left due to a scheduling conflict. So that's hmm. freaking shady. Very. Um, just trying to see if there's anything within that. Okay. Uh, January 2021, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are photographed holding hands. Oh, while attending a wedding together. Oh, shit. Apparently, they'd been dating for a few weeks after they connected during filming. Um, February 2021, Olivia Wilde says she has a no... I'm assuming that's like an asshole policy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, after firing Shia LaBeouf, the... No, it's like ass blank, but it's like too many spaces to be any, or no assholes maybe. Um, yeah, it puts everyone on the same. Or, yeah, the no assholes policy. It puts everyone on the same level. 
Um, I also hmm. noticed okay. as an actress for years how the hierarchy of the set separated the actors from the crew in this very strange way that serves no one. I think actors would actually like to know more about what's happening or what's happening there when you're pulling my focus. What is that lens change? But the idea of don't bother the actors and keep them separate and don't look at them, I think it makes everyone quite anxious. Anyway, uh, February 15th, Don't Worry Darling wraps filming. Uh, Olivia, or December 2021, Olivia Wilde or discusses highlighting female pleasure in the film. What the shit? Okay. April 27th, 2022, Olivia Wilde is served custody papers while promoting Don't Worry Darling at CinemaCon. I think I remember hearing that. Uh, yeah, I do too. She was on stage too. <laughs> yeah, like the fu. Um, Did anyone see. get that on video? Because I want to see if that's yeah. On it was it was fully recorded. <laughs> really? Oh my god! Okay, yeah. yeah she was like, re- yeah, <laughs> freaking nuts. Yeah, okay, a- after this, I'm searching that shit up because I never actually saw it. Yeah. So she take like so someone comes to give her this envelope and says personal and confidential on it and she takes the envelope and she's just like ooh very mysterious and then she opens it cuz she's thinks it's a script and then she's like oh and, and it was revealed later that it was shit. legal papers oh shit dude oh my Damn. gosh the freaking drama dude dude straight oh my god Alright, let's see. That is honestly, like, kind of amazing. Yeah, alright. Then Olivia Wilde posts, like, some praise about Florence Pugh on Instagram. Um, August 2022, Florence Pugh says, Don't worry, darling, shouldn't be reduced to sex scenes. Yeah, nothing really big there. Uh Let's see. Olivia Wilde calls Florence Pugh extraordinary and shuts down clickbait rumors. Olivia Wilde says she fired Shia LaBeouf to protect the set from combative energy. Okay. Uh, Shia LaBeouf denies Olivia Wilde's claim that he was fired. Florence Pugh skips the Don't Worry Darling press at Venice Film Festival, where Olivia Wilde sidesteps questions about the rumors. What rumors? Oh, there were, or apparently there was like some sort of falling out. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. Oh, at at the premiere, it looks like yeah, the the premiere of the movie is when uh, Harry Styles supposedly spit into his chair or his lap. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's bullshit. Is it, so <laughs> there. So some PR rep said, just to be clear, Harry Styles did not spit on Chris Pine. There is nothing but respect these two men, and any suggestion otherwise is a blatant attempt to create drama that simply does not exist. This article says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah, not really anything else. 
Yeah, and then apparently everyone's freaking disputing this whole Spitgate rumor. So there, there's been a decent amount of drama. Like, I feel like we might have covered, like, too much, but... The sad thing is, this probably sounds more interesting than the actual movie. Yeah. Abso-frickin-lutely. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, apparently people are trying to reduce this movie to just like a, a couple sex scenes and whatever. But I mean, if you made a shitty movie, just it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's what's coming out on 4K this week. Um, it doesn't get any exclusive. Shocker. Um, but yeah, so if you want to pick up this movie, um, it's, it's going to be on 4K and Blu-ray tomorrow. Go for it. I won't be. But, you know, that's just me. Yeah. We'll see if I go through any of this and just clip out some of, like, the bullshit stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about yeah. this movie. Well, I know what to say. How about we move on to what we came here to talk about and discuss Smile. I say let's do it. Alrighty, like we said, for this week's breakdown, we will be breaking or this week's headliner, we'll be breaking down Smile. Kind of jacked that up me. a little bit. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he pulled a me, everybody. Hey, at least I didn't try going main event. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I gotta say. And there's that explicit tag. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I don't care. Anyway, um... Yeah, so this week we'll be breaking down Smile. Uh, this movie came out in 2022. Or it's still 2022. It, didn't, it hasn't been out very long. Um, it hasn't. But I am very glad that we did not decide to break this movie down while it was in theaters. I am too, um, and I'm also glad that uh, me and my sister decided to watch it at her place, so you know, like the evil entity could uh, just live there instead of coming home with me. So, <laughs> yeah, super messed thanks. up. Thanks, Christina. Appreciate you taking one for the team. <laughs> it's like you talked to her today, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, like about like 20 minutes ago. So. Okay, good. <laughs> we we like to make sure that she's safe. Yeah, no, of course. Oh, yeah. So I ended up watching this. Okay, I attempted to watch this on my my big TV out in the living room, and the Don't first you went to your. I absolutely phone. went to my phone. You little bitch! I went in. I went. I ran away into my room and then turned the lights on and watched it on my phone. With the volume very low. <laughs> Dude. Dude, this movie is freaking scary. And oh, it, it still is, freaking but... scared me. Wow, Caleb's a pussy. I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
I've been saying this for years, dude. Where have you been? That's uh, <laughs> apparently under a rock. Oh, so yeah, this this is going to be an interesting breakdown because I don't know if we've done a movie or a horror movie. I, I know we've done horror movies, but I don't know if we've ever done one that's like genuinely like scared me like this one. I don't think we have. I think this is the first one. Yeah, and we will be limiting the, how many of these we do. <laughs> uh, uh, but real quick, so if you, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say so. If if so, if you were counting on any of the Conjuring movies, um, don't. Yeah, anyone who suggests those can go straight to hell, <laughs> or Paranormal Activity. Eh. Oh, those are okay. No, well, they're only okay because we've seen them before. Okay, that's fair. But I I don't know how he would do those ones. Cause Dude, those are... <laughs> I freaking... Uh, oh my god, I don't know if you remember it at all. I don't know why this memory popped into my head. But remember when we were doing Paranormal AF in high school? And, uh... <laughs> oh, good hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think, like, Christian was just, like, filming himself... Just like making funny faces, and you can hear us in the background because we were gonna have a movie night that night too. Uh, and I pull out, I think Paranormal Activity two, and uh, I just hear Caleb go, "I thought you were gonna bring four. Why'd you bring two? <laughs> 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 Caleb just freaking whines that I brought four instead of two. Yeah, because really if I remember right, it's because you said four was scary. <laughs> And or no, tr- wait, no, no, two no, was no. scary and two yeah four however no yeah two whatever two one was you a brought lot, yeah two was a lot scarier than number four yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just oh, remembering man. the way that he the the way just the way that he said it. I thought you were gonna bring four why <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely does sound like something I would say. <laughs> In the exact tone, too. <laughs> um, for those oh, of you shit. that may not know, that actually care, Paranormal AF is a attempt at a <laughs> horror movie that me, Rose, and our good friend Christian attempted to film while we were in high school. And, and... if you... And it, we... <laughs> this was... The jankiest shit you probably have <laughs> ever seen in your life. It wasn't even like scary. <laughs> no, it was it was really stupid. Oh, and we tried doing the whole the whole par- paranormal activity shebang. Like we tried doing found footage and all that <laughs> shit, and it came off so bad. <laughs> it really, dude, the bloopers are better than the actual movie because, like, the movie is like five minutes. The bloopers are like. I think I got it over like thirty minutes, easily. So, <laughs> my fa- <laughs> although my favorite blooper is um when uh so like it's you know like I think it's like night one or something and Christian you know like is, is going to sleep and all of a sudden he chimes in I forgot to take my glasses off <laughs> and you just hear Caleb in the Caleb's reaction is just the best in the background freaking accuracy here come on man yeah because we shot it where. He didn't have his glasses in one scene, and then he was going to bed, and then his glasses were on, and I'm just like, damn it! (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, That is a video 
both the bloopers and the video. Oh, wait, are those on YouTube? <laughs> uh, the movie actually is the bloopers. I have the DVD somewhere. Yeah, we're, those that will be safe for a very very small amount of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my baby. gosh! But good times. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, getting back into this movie, <laughs> Smile. <laughs> um, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, which for this being a horror movie, we're going to change it to logic. Um, then we have effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage so we can see like a, a ranking for for these movies. Yes. So anyway... Without further ado, if you have not seen Smile, um, if you don't want the ever-loving bejesus scared out of you, you might be okay skipping it. <laughs> yeah. But if you do like horror movies that are genuinely scary, uh, this is definitely the one for you. So do yourself a favor. Go check it out. And yeah. So without further ado, reading with Rose, everyone. Yes. All right. At a psychiatric ward, stressed and overworked psy psychiatrist Rose Cotter meets with Laura Weaver, a PhD student who had several who had several days earlier witnessed her art history professor die by suicide. Laura claims that an entity taking the form of smiling people is stalking and telling her she is going to die. Soon thereafter, Laura begins screaming hysterically and has a seizure. After Rose calls for help, she sees Laura standing up and grinning. With a shard of a, of a broken plant pot, Laura commits suicide by slitting her throat. Rose sees her manic patient Carl grinning and shouting she is going to die. Rose calls for nurses to restrain him, only to see he was asleep the whole time. Concerned for Rose's mental well-being, her supervisor, Dr. Morgan Desay, gives her a week off. The following days, the hallucinations continue, making Rose seem unhinged and dangerous to people around her, including her fiancé, Trevor, and sister, Holly. At her nephew's birthday party, Rose's gift has somehow been replaced by her dead cat, horrifying the children. Does it seem like they're skipping a lot here, or is it just me? Or are they maybe not skipping a lot, but just I don't. I don't it's know. it's kind of tough because, like, when you really think about it, that it is kind of all that happened. The rest of everything that True. happens is just like the either the scary moments or the times where she's sitting in her home silently. Good point. Yeah, fair enough. So it's like more more they're skipping those parts than anything. Yeah. All right, yeah, you got a point there. Okay, she sees a party attendant grinning at her and curses, then falls onto a glass table, ending the party in chaos. She visits her former therapist, Dr. Madeline Northcott, who suggests that her problems stem from her abusive and mentally ill mother, whose death from an overdose she witnessed as a child. 
Upon learning Laura's professor was grinning at her before her death, Rose visits his widow, Victoria, and learns he was affected after witnessing a woman die by suicide. Rose asks her ex-boyfriend, Joel, a police detective, to go through police records. They find several cases where someone witnessed a suicide, then a few days later died by suicide in front of someone else who continued the pattern. Rose visits Holly, attempting to patch things up, but only makes it worse. The entity takes the form of Holly as she leaves, terrifying her. Joel calls her, revealing that he discovered all the witnesses died by suicide within a week. The exception was Robert Talley, who instead murdered someone, and the key witness to the murder continued the suicide chain. Rose and Joel visit Tally in jail, where Tally claims the only way to escape the entity is to kill someone in front of a witness and do it in a brutal fashion to cause major psychological trauma, off, to, off of which the entity feeds. Rose angrily rejects the option and leaves. She is confronted at home by the entity in Madeline's form, telling her it is almost time. Rose impulsively drives to to her hospital with a knife and hallucinates murdering Carl in front of Desay, Desay, I think that's how you say, Desay to pass on the entity. She snaps out of it and hastily drives away, though not before Desay spots the knife and alerts the police. Rose drives to her abandoned family home, attempting to deprive the entity of witnesses. Rose confronts it in the form of her dead mother. It is revealed Rose had actually found her mother shortly after overdosing, and she witnessed her mother's death throes but did not intervene. Rose sets the entity, entity on fire and leaves as the house burns down. She drives to Joel's apartment and, confront, and he confronts... Oh my good lord. She drives to Joel's apartment and he comforts her. Suddenly, she realizes everything that had happened from the moment she entered the old house was a hallucination. The entity confronts the now despairing Rose, reveal, reveals itself as a skinless creature with mouths nested within its mouth, then overwhelms and forces itself inside her body. Yeah, um, how that entity looked, um, I definitely got some stuff to say with, in effects, because that shit was freaking terrifying. Mm. <laughs> Christine, like, what's funny is Christina didn't get scared, really, like, ter scared of it until like it opened like its mouth. But like, <laughs> no, that didn't scare me. The way the freaking creature looks scared the shit out of me. Freaking someone on Reddit made the be best comment ever, though. They compared the way that it looks to Marilyn Manson. I'm like, you know That's what? Fair. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. And that comment won the day for me yesterday. Um, so yeah, sorry. So overwhelms and forces itself inside of her body. Joel, having tracked Rose's phone, enters the house and sees a smiling Rose set herself on fire as he watches helplessly with the entity passing on to him. <sighs> what a vicious cycle. Dude. This... This is a kind of a tough one. And like if we were to do something like character development, I think this is where character development would just tear this movie apart undeservingly. Yeah, I would agree with that. This is one of those movies it's where like it's done right. Like I think yeah. a lot of horror movies try to give you like a somewhat happy ending kind of or just like relative to whatever the situation may be, this did nothing. Like you were no in no better place at the beginning than you were at the end. Like this just yeah. gave you every little bit of horror knowledge that you needed to know about this creature, and then ended it with like 
yeah, guess what? Couldn't freaking stop it. Like, what are nope. you going to do now, bitches? Yep. It'll just keep going and going. Yeah. Um. So, fun fact about this movie. This is actually based off of a short that the director had previously done called uh, Laura Hasn't Slept or something along those lines. Yeah, I think that's what... Because the original title for the movie was supposed to be Something's Wrong with Rose, but then they changed it to Smile. Yeah, and so what's interesting about that is the Laura that we see at the beginning of the movie, the one that passes it on to Rose, is the main focus of the movie, or is a a main focus of the short. So Laura in the short is the Laura from the movie. And so we just see her uh, transference of... That's freaking cool. Yeah. It's it's wild. And this is funny enough um a series of movies I feel you could take forever if you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, you really could. Like you just created your an infinite loop of just horror that you can cr- play around with. So you can move from like character to character horror instance a horror instance hey got a good idea for a a good killing do it and like as like you can go so far with this it's ridiculous yeah it really is um but yeah dude i think one thing that this um this kind of skipped over was all the instances where this entity um was haunting her. So like the first instance that we see that's that made me like turn it off from my big TV and and make it play me playing on the phone is when Rose is home alone and she is drinking wine and she just kind of like looks off into her living room and you see freaking Laura like all, just her face smiling just barely lit and just like just standing there and then Rose freaking freaks out and drops her glass and like scares the, the ever living shit out of me, dude. Oh shit. Like, so that scared the hell out of me. The the next thing that scared the, the ever living crap out of me is when her sister like after like the whole instance where she gives her nephew this gift and it ends up being her dead cat. Yeah, which, oh my god. So effed up. Yeah. Super messed up. Um. But she, um. She goes to, like, apologize to her sister or, like, explain to her sister what's happening. And her sister's just like, no, get the hell out of here. Like, leave, you're not welcome at my house anymore. And so she, so Rose goes, sits in her car, and is just, like, trying to, like, breathe and calm herself. And then you see in the distance, like, from her sister's front door, her sister comes out and is walking towards the door of her car, knocks on the window. And then she, like, Rose looks up and she's just like, oh, Holly? And then Holly's head freaking comes and, like, spins upside down and... 
Dude, I I almost threw my phone. <laughs> that was so freaking oh, scary, shit. dude. I swear they showed that in one of the trailers, so that didn't get me. Yeah, I I hadn't seen other than like the the teaser on TikTok. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and the TikTok one's like a couple seconds long, so I didn't see anything like that. Oh, okay. Nice. I love it. So I I I went into this pretty blind to what they were like trying to pull. I'm, sh- I'm sure you loved that, right? <sighs> Normally I hate that. But I just assumed, oh, it's on Paramount. Like, it's probably just some cheap horror movie. Like, what's the worst that can happen? (laughs) And all of the super terrifying shit happened. I mean, clearly it wasn't... I mean, yeah, it was made for cheap. But looking at the box office, this thing did freaking amazing. It did phenomenally well. Like, goddamn. This had a $17 million budget. And its box office right now is over two hundred million. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, and that that's globally. Like, I, opening weekend, it did really well. It made just, uh, I think, just under twenty two million. Hell yeah, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been doing amazingly well. Um. Especially for a horror movie, I feel. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, but yeah, like this movie can, can mess you up. It, it really can. It really, really can. Dude, I damn near lost my mind when her therapist came to her after like her fiance was trying to hold an intervention or something like that, like yeah. bring up her his issues to her therapist. And they were going to have, like, a session, but she, like, stormed out. And so her therapist comes back to her door, like, rings her doorbell, comes in. It's just like, I'm just trying to make sure you're not a danger to yourself or others. And, like, they sit down on the couch and they start talking. And then in the middle of their conversation, the phone rings and she goes to answer. And it's her freaking therapist. (laughs) I, I almost shat myself. (laughs) Dude, I hate shape-shifting in horror movies so, so much. And that, like, something like that, that's, like, my nightmare. (laughs) Really? Oh, dude. Like, if this is, like, it's one of those, like, that I have, like, a realistic fear of just, of cats <laughs> but then i my unrealistic fear is talking to someone and then having them call me on the phone it's a it's a very specific fear and it's and this movie just triggered me in a way that i did not know was possible <laughs> <laughs> and you loved every minute of it right eh, love is a strong word okay but whoo <laughs> dude i like ew, the movie got me sweaty <laughs> really yeah man it, I must it's be mostly like... because of that i was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> i was losing I must... my shit dude 
I must be like immune to like horror movies nowadays for how many I've seen since I was a kid. Cause I mean, don't get me wrong. Like everything in this movie was great. Like all the twists, just everything, but like nothing, stuff like that. Like none of that, like made me go, Oh my, like have me like sweating or some shit like that. Like, did, were you able to guess some of that shit? Like some of the twists or no? I wasn't able to guess, um, but like when it happened, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, you know, it's an awesome twist. I wasn't like, oh my god, <laughs> dude, I was losing my mind. Like I paused it and it was like, oh my, oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh no. Oh, you were like the guy in Troll Two. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me you've seen that clip. Yeah, I have. Okay, okay, good. I, dude, I was losing it. <laughs> it, it was like any time that they did something like that, dude. Like, what was f- oh, oh, sorry, yeah. no, I was just saying, like, any time they did something like that, where it was just like a total twist of the situation, lost it, and it's just, it's just, it's like I kept forgetting that the. Entity was like freaking Pennywise and could shapeshift into anything or anyone. And so when it was like the therapist, I was just, I was like super untrusting of everyone for a while. And then when she like had that whole hallucination where she was killing, uh, what's his name? Carl. Hmm. I was just like, and then like reverts back. And then when her boss comes out to her car, that's where I'm like, it's him! It's him! <laughs> but nope, ended up being reality. Like, I'm I'm so bad. When I'm, like, afraid like that, <laughs> like I said, this filled me with genuine fear and triggered me my, my fight-or-flight response in a way that I <laughs> did not care for. <laughs> oh, God, dude, I love it. Anyway. Um, story-wise... What what do you think? I, honestly, I feel for a horror movie, really solid story. Um, I don't know. I like. I feel that they. Uh, I mean, this well, that then all that more so goes into logic. Um, but just I don't. They the way that they set it up made made a lot of sense. They explained how it transfers um, to uh, the next um, person very well um it's just a vicious cycle um which really freaking sucks that's like god imagine like watching someone commit suicide and just thinking to yourself well yeah now i'm fucked that's great (laughs) yeah but that's just it it's like you don't know oh yeah like we know something's up yeah (laughs) but (laughs) do you remember um when uh rose goes to the um uh, what was the girl's name at the beginning? Was it Allison? Not Allison. Um, uh, Laura. Laura. Um, when Rose goes to Laura's te- Laura's teacher's wife's house, um, and like she shows her all uh, like all the paintings that he had done before he committed suicide. I straight up told Christina the one that he did of um, I think it was like his brother when he was smiling. I'm like, I know this is this is probably like messed up to say, but like I actually want that picture. Like I would actually like hang that. I would hang that up. Like, <laughs> dude, you're you're jacked up. <laughs> I know I am, 
<laughs> but like some of those drawings were cool as hell. Like, come on. They were. They were really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm that jacked up. Yeah, but to hang it up in your house, absolutely not. Absolutely, come on. Like, come no, on. that's something I'd I'd be doing all types of like Wiccan shit on it. <laughs> oh shit! Like, I'd be taking it to everyone, like every religion. Like, hey, can you bless this picture for me, real quick? Thanks. Yeah, like. I'll like constantly be burning sage in whatever room that this was like sitting in. Yes, I love it. Oh, uh, um, you're absolutely right. Like the story on this is like for a, a horror movie, and especially it's like it's a super basic premise, but it's effective. Yeah, it, yeah, and like, dude, the freaking opening, like that is. Honestly, the one of the best openings I've seen in a horror movie in a while. Just like you don't see the title card until after. Um, God damn it! I already forgot her name again. Laura. Laura. I'm gonna remember her name. How do I forget that name? After she kills herself, and just what looking at like how she's smiling and just like literally just like cutting her uh her face from like the top of her ear all the way down to her neck and then as she's just completely just bleeding out she drops to the floor still smiling that shit was freaking terrifying but i loved it yep <laughs> dude it ew. that was nuts like like i said i don't watching that just like absolutely understand how that like how it transferred because of trauma. <laughs> yep. Like oh man, <laughs> that jacked me up something awful. And I think what jacked me up the most, like this was a shot that I didn't necessarily care for, and like I'll I'll talk about it later when we get into like effects or whatever. Um. I did not like how they did like a slow pan across a room like she was looking around the room super slowly. That's like, fair. I didn't care for that. Um but again, I think if they if they didn't do that, it would have just been cheap jump scare. But one like one of the things that like scared me about that scene is when she was like on her emergency phone, like calling for for like backup or security or whatever. Um, first off, I feel like you need to be like looking at the patient when you're doing that. Yeah, like why would you have your back turned to someone who's having a manic episode? <laughs> Guess what? Exactly. Not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, when, like, what what scared me is I recognized almost instantly when she stopped screaming. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it, like Rose runs to the phone, like, starts calling, like, hey, I need secure, blah, 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 blah. Like, I, like, I could almost, like, pick out immediately, like, she stopped screaming. Turn around. Turn around! <laughs> Like she's gonna, like she's gonna freaking bushwhack you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And technically, she did. Yeah, 
So, yeah. But the the flow that they had through this, it was even though they had a lot of moments where she was like alone to herself, not really doing a whole lot. Like the pacing was still like it kept you on edge. Yeah, it did. I agree. So uh, I really appreciated that that aspect of the of the story. Like even the quote unquote slow moments were paced very well. Yeah. Like if you were just to take those scenes by themselves, like they'd probably seem like okay, this is dragon, but. I think with just the context of everything else, like, pretty solid. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, so where are you sitting with uh, story? You know, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on eighty-two. That's not too bad. Um, I actually might be a bit higher than you. Okay, I like it. Yeah, um, I think I might be around more in the 85 range. Okay. Um, I thought, like I said, really well done, and things that could have dragged, um, really didn't. And there was, like, a lot of moments that, like, a lot of moments where I feel like that could have been the case. And there was only a couple times where I'm like, Okay, let's pick it up. <laughs> yeah. I think the no, biggest one was when like at the end when she went to the the abandoned house. Um I felt maybe like that hallway walk took a little bit of time that it didn't need to take. That's that's okay, that's fair. But other than that, like really solid. I agree. Alright. Um writing. What'd you think? I feel the writing was pretty good. I mean, honestly, I feel I might be a little lower uh, than the story on writing. Um, just, I don't, I don't know. Some characters were, uh, the way that they were written were not rubbed me the wrong way. Just came across as, like, annoying, <laughs> if that makes sense. Was it the brother-in-law? Yeah, it was the brother-in-law, and um, also, I was not a fan of her fiancé. Yeah, I, I can definitely give you that. Like, their dialogue just seemed very... almost unnecessary. It did. Like, honestly, even some of the lines from, like, the... The, the sister, Rose's sister, maybe this is just me, but, like, when... Because, uh when um rose and her fiance go to dinner with her sister and her husband um rose mentions like hey you know i'm not gonna be able to make it to your son's birthday uh you know i have work um and they kind of have like an altercation uh rose's sister calls her the next day and you know like they, they apologize to each other and it's the way that she says it I feel like if she would have said it a different way it wouldn't have like been like well you know what kind of like f you bitch um <laughs> It's when she's just like, oh, well, you know what? If you're not going to be at his birthday party, the least you can do is get him a present. Like, come on. he He's in he's into model trains. I'm like, okay, like, 
like like I said, maybe if you would if she would have said it in a different way, you know, under, understandable. You know, like I you know I I would want to get my my nephew a nice gift if I wasn't gonna be able to make his birthday party, but um if his mother uh said it like a bitch like that, I'd be like you know what f you. <laughs> yeah, I I had an issue with that too. Like some like I said, some dialogue was just a little clunky. Just it like was. felt like really unnecessary. Like there were some characters I feel were well written. Like I I really liked how the uh, the therapist was written. Yeah, she was she was really good. She was great. Yeah, the boss was a little less so. Like they did something weird with the uh, the writing. I feel like it felt like they made cuts in really odd places like yeah yeah that's that's fair yeah like the the second time that um rose had like a freak out and she dropped a glass um they cut the scene like to the next day and like didn't even like address what was said but her fiance comes out and he's just like hey rose did you break another glass and then cut i'm like yeah i remember that what was that about? Yeah, right? It's like, it's yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just kind of one of those things that didn't need to be said. It was like, the same with the boss. Like, he, he asked a question and then cut. Yeah. yeah and I was like, okay, we're just not addressing it. Like, I thought it was like a flashback or something. Like, oh, this will answer your question. No. It's just a continuation, <laughs> like, on later that day. Yeah. Like, they had, like, a, a few moments like that that were really weird. Um, Honestly, the strongest writing was obviously given to... I think they spent most of their writing focus on telling the story, on how they wanted the story to be told. Oh, absolutely. Like, like I, I think dialogue was just kind of an afterthought. <laughs> Yeah, all they really were focused on is explaining, you know, like how this entity came to be and how it passes on to passes on to each person. Yeah, which I mean, in a way, for, like especially for horror, I appreciate. Um, yeah, I mean, but, let's face it, a lot of horror movies aren't known for amazing dialogue. Yeah, I will. And those that, that some are, are but uh, yeah, I feel like those that are known for for decent dialogue aren't very scary <laughs> yeah that's very true um but yeah I, I i think i'm in ingredients with you i think the uh the writing score is just a tad lower than than story but i think i'm going to go about where you were with story i think i'm going to go to an 82 whoop not 92 82 then I'm just going to go like a couple points below. I'm going to go to an 80. Fair. All right, moving on over to acting. We got uh, Sozie Bacon, who played Rose Cotter. Kyle Gallner, who played Joel, who was her ex-lover. Uh, Jesse T. Usher, who played Trevor, her current fiancé. Uh, Robin Weigert. Who played Dr. Madeline Northcott, her or Rose's therapist. 
Caitlin Stacy, who played Laura Weaver, who was the patient that transferred the entity onto her. Uh, and Cal Penn, who played Dr. Morgan Desai, who was Rose's boss. Yeah, I'll fully admit I probably got a little too excited when he came first came on screen. I'm like, oh my god, it's Kumar! Yeah. yeah I thought he was going to be a bigger role in this. I was, yeah, I was hoping so. God, way to waste Cal Penn, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking, like, a little bit further down the line to see if there's anyone else that's, like, significant, but not really seeing anything. Um. All right, let's go uh, top three. Um. Number one, definitely. Um. Oh my God, what did you say? What her name was that played Rose? Uh, Sozie Bacon. Okay, yeah, definitely her. I mean, she she's the main star of the story. She was at, she was very believable. Um, especially just watching as her as she gradually. Uh, started to realize that she was the she was the current victim, um, and up until the point where she just fully realizes it, and she's just like, "Well, shit." Um, yeah, just just really solid acting from her. Um, number two, um, I would give to uh, Joel. Who played Joel? Uh, Kyle Gallner. Kyle Gallner. Um I I I thought he was really good. Um I uh I don't know, I liked his perf- when it comes to like her lovers, I liked his performance way better than uh her current fiance's. Um She seemed to have better chemistry with him than her fiance. Yeah. I I agree. I absolutely agree. Um so yeah, that that's why he would be my number 2. Um and then number three would uh would have to be her uh, therapist. Um, who, what was her name? Uh, Doctor Madeline Northcott, played by Robin Weigert. Yes, her. She was fantastic. So that would be my top three. That's actually my top three as well. <laughs> Hell yeah! There we go. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. But yeah, everything that you said. Um, I will say this, the way that uh, Sosie Bacon was playing Rose when she was going to her old childhood home made me, it kind of gave me like vibes that she was going to commit suicide there by herself, kind of like end herself that's and the I entity. Too. Yeah, but that's she, what I thought too. It almost felt... Because, like, I, I don't know if this is like was a writing issue, acting issue, or what. Because I feel like it could technically be both. But it seemed like she was going there to face her demons, and then like defeat her demons in a way. Yeah. But she, and then I thought like, okay, like this is it. Like she's gonna light this place on fire, and just like. And everything. Like, knowing that she can't, or at least to her knowledge, she, that there is no ending this entity within her. Yeah. So, 
it felt very deceptive when that's not how it played out. Like I it almost, I almost yeah. felt cheated. Like, like I, that's fair. Like I said, I I had like genuine fear for most of this movie, and then it was like the ending just kind of fell apart. Yeah, like honestly, the best part of the ending was actually like seeing the entity and like how freaking terrifying that thing looked. Like, oh my god. Yeah, it's like the freaking Slenderman on steroids. Seriously, like, honestly, I'm amazed I didn't have nightmares about that shit last night. Yeah, um, I will be genuinely shocked if I don't have nightmares tonight. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, but shit, it's like, like I said, I felt cheated. Like I felt like, okay, she's finally like accepted her fate. She's kind of dealt with her demons a little bit, but it, and so it just felt like un, like knowing that she didn't do any of that. And she just ended up transferring the entity onto someone else. Felt very cheap. Like, yeah. felt like, okay, then what the hell was this dealing with your inner demons bullshit? Yeah. Like, no. what did that accomplish? Yeah, ex- exactly. Exactly. Just felt odd. Like, in, in retrospect. So, like I said, wasn't quite sure if that was a, a writing issue. I think. A majority of it was a writing issue, so that's definitely like I, I stand by my score of an eighty-two. Um, I think the eighty-two kind of covers all the issues I had in regards to that, whether it yeah. haven't had been an acting issue or a writing issue. So, but I mean, acting overall wasn't bad. It was fairly average, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree. So, honestly, I'm I'm sitting at like maybe an eighty. You know, I'll match, I'll match you for that. All right, next up we got the logic. So, for those of you that don't know, um, logic is kind of covering, like, making sure that the movie followed its own rules, and like whatever those rules may be. Like, obviously, that's not like set in any sort of reality it's set in a world where this evil entity can come and kill people <laughs> yeah um so with this i think like the main logic was the to tr- transfer the entity onto someone else they had to or the person containing the entity had to kill themselves in front of someone to traumatize them enough to take the entity on because the entity fed on trauma. And then it was a period of like four, four days to a week um, that the next victim would be taken over. So we kind of get this entity from beginning to end from the transference from Laura to Rose and then Rose trying to deal with her issues into the transference into Joel. And I got to say, I was very impressed 
logically what they did. I was too. Like, even if uh, I feel people like didn't like pick up on that, um, when uh, Rose and Joel, 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 right? That's his name. Yes. Um, like sit down and they watch the like um, like they you know dive more into the these cases. Um, and they actually watch some CCTV footage. Um, during this whole scene, they're like you can they're actually explaining like how this whole thing happens and even in like the cctv footage where you see a guy like at a gas station walk up to this old lady and take i wasn't it like a pair of like yard tr- trimmers um and stab them into himself is that what he did i don't i don't know exactly what they were yeah well yeah it's, you you got it right they were like bush trimmers or something Honestly, like them stabbing into himself kind of makes more sense than what I thought he did. <laughs> well, what did you think? I okay, this is going to sound weird and now that I'm like saying, speaking it out loud, I realize that this doesn't make a lick of sense. But I thought he opened it, lifted up and then dropped it down so he like cut his face off. I know I'd have to watch the scene again because I don't remember him lifting it, it that high above his head to where that would, or did he? Yeah, he he went full over his he head and then he like head? went down, or like he. I know he, you could be right. Like that, I, I don't know. Like I might be. I I think it'd be very know. like slim chances if I was. Hey, you never know. Um. um like all I know is like he j- he lifted up over his head, came down, and then there was like a splash of blood over his head, and then he fell, and then the scissors kind of bounced in front of him. So I'm like, I I don't know if he like pierced himself. So that that's kind of where my that's mind a went. good point. I didn't think about that. That yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so you so might be right. Because I mean, I'm just thinking like most traumatizing way that would do it <laughs> yeah dude straight up like a um, man cut his face off <laughs> and he was smiling the whole time because they even point that out like the, they rewind the footage and they're just like is he smiling during this whole situation um so they they do like even if like you know because i'll fully admit in some horror movies i'm oblivious and don't pick up on like stuff that's literally right in front of my freaking face um so i mean but i i feel i was actually it was pretty um easy to pick up like how the whole situation went down but i did appreciate during that scene they did explain in their own way for audiences that didn't understand what was going on and like how it was bouncing to one person from one person to another. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they did that too. It just, it did kind of feel a little like coddling to us. Like, Oh, like, yeah, not not necessarily smart enough to pick this up on, on your own. But I don't like you said, I don't know if I would have been able to pick this up on my own. Yeah, see. So I'm kind of glad that they it kind of had like a little bit of a mystery vibe to it as well, which was yeah, decent. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing that I feel horror movies kind of uh struggle with is making the protagonist the exception to the rule. 
So true. Like they always seem to like something just kind of goes in the protagonist's way. Like the one thing that I'm thinking of is like countdown. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like the, the chick who's supposed to die, like ends up surviving one second longer. And then like, she, like, like I said, she's the exception to the rule. Yeah. And so it just kind of like blows the movie apart. And I'm like, eh, I did really appreciate that she fell within the time restraints that they had. Like they said, it was like four, four days, typically like five. Yeah. was like the, the max that he had seen or sometime within a week. Like no one lasted longer than a week. Um, and then he saw some that were as few as like four days. And then she states like, oh, I'm on my fourth day. So by the time she died, she was probably on her fifth day, maybe even starting her sixth. I mean, but we obviously don't quite know that. Yeah, no, that's true. So I'm, like I said, kind of glad that that she uh, fell within those time restraints. I'm glad it didn't go longer, like they didn't like push her out further, that she kind of fell perfectly within that. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like, if we're going off of like the my initial assumption, saying that she died within five days, like makes perfect sense. Like she didn't last any longer. He said that he'd seen people within a week, sometimes as short as four days, mm-hmm. and so five days kind of seems like a a decent middle ground. Yeah, I agree. So really, really appreciated that that scene. Um, the one issue that I will say I had was the the entity. Was it like did it have a physical form, or was it all like mental, like within her mind? Is that that's where that's I'm, a good I'm question. Kind of struggling? Yeah, that's a good question. Because if the entity do, did have a physical form, like how was she, or didn't have a physical, or however you want to go around this, it's like how did she light it on fire? Yeah, but then it's like it was all a hallucination too. Like she thought she did all that. She thought she went to to Joel's place afterwards but no she freaking like runs out of the the space and like realizes that she's just back in that home so it's like did any of that really matter it it was trippy as shit like this whole movie was trippy as hell (laughs) but like logically like if you're if you're thinking through this this entity can manifest Anything that it wants. That true. Any sort of horror or any sort of situation, like obviously, like we had that whole situation with uh, her therapist and like calling her and and whatnot. So it's totally within the realm of possibility that the the entity is like some sort of 
ghost. Or not really a ghost. I wouldn't even know how to like it's like some sort of spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even know how to describe it fully. But just getting back into it logically, I think they freaking killed it. I I honestly agree. I absolutely agree. <sighs> Like, damn, I'm actually in the 90s with this one. I am too, yeah. I was thinking like in like the high 80s, but no, I can't argue with being in the 90s. Yeah, I think I'm going to be 95. I think the, no. the, like, the, only reason, the only thing I'm docking for is just the, the weird shit that they did with um, the, the, like, the reality of what... Like the manifestation of the uh, this entity, yeah. Because so and like, yeah, that's my issue. Because it's like, okay, did she hurt the entity in any way, shape, or form? Probably not. But the entity can still like crawl inside her. So it's just, I think it's just that one little hiccup for me. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. This is that one hiccup for me, so I have nothing, honestly, different than what you're saying. So, yeah, I'm going to match you again, 95. All righty, moving on. Next up, we got effects. The only one that I have problems with is the fact that I don't know if it was a taxidermy cat or if it was this if it was a CGI cat but the cat that the kid is holding when he finds the dead cat in in the in the box um looked so freaking bad that um I think I think like I can't remember if I I turned to Christina or she she told me I'm just like yep yeah that's definitely brain down effects yeah, straight up God, that was so bad. Which sucks, because, like, like, like I said, other than that, the effects are super good in this movie. Like, the, I mean, it's not really a f- an effect, but, like, the, the, the smiling is freaking terrifying in this movie. Every single person that smiles is, the God, freaking nightmare fuel. Um, and then, to top it all off, how the freaking entity looks at the end of this movie um, is going to... Like I said, I'm very shocked. Hasn't given me nightmares, but I'm sure it will. It is freaking nightmare fuel. Um, and it scares the ever-living hell out of me. And now I can't get it out of my freaking brain. Uh, I'm thinking about it right now. Um, God freaking damn it. I freaking quit. Um, <laughs> Dude, you know what the, what this the creature looked like? For those of you that have chosen the good path and not watched this movie. Yeah. And it's like like we've said, it's not because it's a bad movie; it's because it's absolutely horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, the the way that I would explain that that like the the design of the creature. Imagine a demogorgon with multiple rows of human teeth. Why mm, you gotta put that image in my head? <laughs> That's the best way I can think to explain. Yeah, honestly, I would just the 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 the, the human face that they also give it, just and the smile on it, just oh my god, it's freaking terrifying. I'm getting freaking goosebumps just thinking about it right now. Like, what the shit? Yeah, dude, like, okay, this is like, 
like how you explained it, it's Marilyn Manson with a demogorgon mouth, but instead of it opening up like a flower, it's just multiple like jaws of human like with rows of human teeth. Yep. It it is the funkiest looking thing that I've ever seen. And funny yeah. enough, that didn't scare me nearly as much as the psychological shit did. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, like I do so well sure. when it comes to like how creatures look. Like th- there's very very few creatures that like that have like startled or scared me. Really? Yeah, what scares me is, like, the psychological shit that happens. Like, the whole, oh, evil, evil entity's coming after me. It looks like my therapist, but my therapist just called me on the phone. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's the shit that terrifies me. Like, I could give, I could give a flying shit. Like, it's, once I see the, the creature, I am significantly less scared than I am. Of course, like, when I... Because I'm, like, trying to find it just to make sure, like, I'm explaining, like, the Marilyn Manson just, like, truly makes sense. And, of course, like, one of the first ones that pops up is freaking Jeff the, the, what is it, like, Jeff the Reaper or some shit like that. That, like, freaking scary, creepy post. I'm like, thanks for putting that back into my head. Freaking internet. <laughs> Appreciate it. Freaking assholes. Damn it, I can't find it. Oh, great. Now, you know what? I'm seeing Smiley Dog, too. This is just freaking fantastic. <laughs> I freaking quit. All right. Yep. Nope. I'm You'll not just, even going to. Yeah. yeah. How nope. about we just, just handle our explanations? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that's enough internet for me today. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I think I am more scared of human faces like disfigurements or like like with just the the, i think i was more scared of like the plain smiles than i was of the creature i agree yeah just yeah but i mean the creature looked all right it kind of had like a a little bit of a rubbery cgi effect it did but but yeah like i said before it even like starts to like really like turn into a demogorgon just when it just looks like Marilyn Manson like when it has like just like it's just like grinning like in a terrifying way uh, like god damn it I'm, memori- I'm remembering it again um just duh it, I, it's like that shit terrified me I don't like, like slender, it it's like uh Marilyn Manson face with a slenderman body <laughs> yeah <laughs> duh. hell no yeah um but yeah, so I mean, that looks really good. The 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 cat, I will definitely agree with you, looked rough, and it was like, like honestly throughout the whole thing. Like when see, I noticed it at like, the beginning, because like the the beginning when he like the cat comes like walks into the room and then lays down, looked really freaking fake. Maybe I'm just a. Uh, I was uh, drawing a. Uh, what's the word? I don't know what the word. Uh, I was. Um, cute cat uh not oblivious i don't know the cat just was very very cute um so i didn't even notice that it was cgi i didn't pick up on that at all until you know like the actual like kid holding the dead cat which 
oh my god, I'd, I wish I could have uh, gone without seeing that, because, you know, I never want to see a dead cat. Dude, I know it was probably me just not paying that close attention to the cat, but I didn't think that the cat that he pulled out of that box looked anything like her cat. At least I don't think so. Like, I, I feel like her cat was, like, gray and black, right? No, huh? No, With hers the... was a uh, calico. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, then. I, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. Let me make sure. Like, I don't, I don't want to say a cat unless, uh, you know. Here, yep, yeah, calico cat. Okay. Yes, so it had some yeah. color to it? Yes, it did. Okay. Because that's the part I wasn't quite remembering right like when he pulled it out i was just like that's that seems to have a lot more color than why do i have a feeling if i if i um look up smile cat yeah smile cat well apparently that's a creepy pasta i had no idea yeah have fun with that one what was the name of the cat do you remember oh was was it mittens no it was something Weird. What the hell? I remember the name, like... Son of a bitch, I can't freaking... I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. I'm it was a weird that. name, though. Yeah. Right. Maybe if it says that. Yeah, okay, I'm not saying that. But I swear from what I remember, it's a Calico Cat. Oh, mustache. M- mustache, thank you. Yeah, anyway. I thought that that cat looked super freaking weird when they, when they pulled him out of the box. It looked... I, I will say I do think it was like a taxidermied fur, though. I don't think it was like an actual... Like a cat or anything. But it did, like you said, it looked super fake, and it looked super fat, too. I'm like, that's not all that cat. (laughs) Yeah, not fair enough. Yeah, so... Overall, like, the effects were were decent and adequate enough. I think most of the scary stuff was just people smiling. Yeah. And that was just... But you know what? That that went a long way. It It was simple but effective. Yeah. So I might be I think I might be in like the 83 range. I think I'm going to go just a little higher than you 85. Just Fair. because of like how like that entity at the end just like I think because of how much it scared me and just how this movie did its job with you know like really wanting to terrify his audience. They did such a great job with the effects that, like, yeah, I have to give it a little bump. Fair. All right, next up we got music. So this was obviously, like, a horror movie, so this is kind of uses of silence and just audio overall. Yeah. And I have to say, the use of silence was excellent. Yes. But what ruined it is just the ear-shattering 
screams that they would randomly throw in or just loud noises that they would randomly throw in to get a cheap jump scare that made me want to flip a table. (laughs) If you've been listening to this show for any period of time or just listen to any of our horror movie breakdowns, you'll know the one thing that I hate most in this world (laughs) is cheap jump scares. And this movie was crammed with them. Yes, it was. Dude, they... They they ruined them. Like, there were so many, like, really good scares in here that were just me being filled with dread and terror that they ruined with a cheap jump scare. Yeah, it's fair. Now, were there some that were earned? I would say yes. I think the biggest one was when... Like, we first see the the haunting of Laura. Like, we see Laura's face kind of in the shadows. And then um, she gets startled by her fiancé and drops a glass. Or does she drop the glass first? I can't remember now. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Well, either way, it was just a cheap jump. Or it was just a, a jump scare in that moment. That worked out perfect. But then they kept doing it. Yeah, it's just like exactly. boom, loud noise, and then just silence for a really long time. Then boom, loud noise, and then one thing, like another scare that I feel like was absolutely cheap. She was listening to the audio of what was happening with uh, Laura on like the day that she died, like during that whole situation, and she heard herself say Laura, and then she was hearing this whisper, just like calling Rose. Rose. Yeah. And and so she's like listening, turning the volume up a little bit higher so she can hear it more and more clearly. And then she goes to play it again and it's like complete silence for a little bit. And then you just hear boom, rouse. And I cannot explain how pissed off that made me. First (laughs) off, it scared, scared me. (laughs) But then it was like an anger scare. Yeah. Or I was just like, gosh, like, why do they do that? Like, (sighs) you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have thrown in. Like, tell tell me how, like, how you would imagine this playing out. Like, this, the whole, like, this just whole scene. It would have been something that you added throughout the movie, but just for this scene in particular. I would have done, like, the whole thing where it's, like, Laura, and then, like, a little whisper of Rose, and then she turns it up. It's a little bit louder this time, and then she turns up her volume, like, all the way, and then it's, like, she plays, like, Laura, and then she hears the Rose, or, but, and then it's, like, the pause for a lot longer than, like, how the audio was usually playing, and then it's another whisper, just rose and then it's just like laughter and it just gets louder and louder and louder but it's like a creepy laugh and just like louder and louder and louder until it's like almost deafening and then she like slams her computer shut like throws it her headphones down whatever like you you want to do like i think that would have worked way better i agree and i love that idea 
Yeah. And then if you want to take it a step further, you could have where she like takes her headphones off, like kind of throws them down, like are off to the side. And then like a hand comes in and like pushes her laptop down. And then like continuing that laugh at that deafening level. Like. Ooh, okay. Dude. I like that a lot. <laughs> that would have rocked my world. <laughs> I love it. Unfortunately, that's not what we got, though. Yeah. We got a cheap ass, like. <laughs> yes, we did. And I hate shit like that. Absolutely <laughs> hate it. Yeah. Same here. So, I mean, I'm not going to dock too hard for that, because if, if, honestly, I feel like I need to go in and, th- like, we need to figure out some way to dock for cheap jump scares. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fair enough, fair enough. Um, But music, I mean, the scores were decent, and yeah. the, the uses of silence were good. The issues fall with the jump scares. For me, I'm like at a seven. Honestly, I'm. I'll I'll match you at a seven. Okay. I was thinking more like six point five range, but obviously we round up, so well, I can meet you at a seven. All right. Next up, we got costumes. Um, everyone's costume kind of. Average Betty. Yeah, it wasn't really like anything. It was literally just normal clothes. But, I mean, what really could you do like spectacular in this movie? It's like just based in reality. There's nothing really Yeah. Special I th- I'll say the do. the biggest costume like pro was the, the entity. Yes. Yeah, um, I, can, I can definitely agree with that. But even that, like, I think... Overall, like minus the entity, I would probably give the costumes about a five. Yeah, like just just average as average can get. Yeah, with the maybe. entity, I may be at a six because it did feel like something we'd seen before. In a yeah. way, like the character, the, the like I said, it it felt very. I don't know how else to explain it. I I don't know the word for it. It's just something we've seen before. Fell very Slenderman esque. Yeah, that, that that's a good way to explain it. And it's it's it was, it's like a naked sl- Slenderman <laughs> with hair. Yeah. See, I, I can absolutely match it at six. Yeah. If and I'm putting it into the wrong slot, Jonathan, you dumbass. It almost felt like a a not as well done version of the painting that we got in it chapter two. Yeah, that's fair. Alright, last up we got our own personal score. So Rose, you wanna take this one? I would love to. So um honestly, I wouldn't say I was shocked by how much I, I enjoyed this movie. Um but just it was a very genuinely good horror movie. Um, I had a really good time with this movie. Um, it was scary when it needed to be, um, which was 
basically the whole freaking movie and that entity at the end still is going to haunt my dreams forever um no most of the acting was solid um and the premise is just really 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 interesting i, I really really enjoy the premise um so yeah um i'm glad that i didn't see this in theaters um just because um i don't know how i would have uh, reacted um i'd be honestly uh, petrified and uh, honestly if I did would have seen this in theaters one I would have taken Christina with me and two uh, we probably wouldn't be talking uh, to this very day um, so yeah because <laughs> <laughs> I literally brought up to her what was it la- yeah last night I'm just like hey you want to have a movie night she's like yeah I would love that you know it would definitely you know like uh, put me in a good mood I'm like hey awesome she's like hey what are we gonna watch I'm like smile and she's like I hate you <laughs> like yeah do you fair. do you typically try to watch whatever movie we're breaking down with her yeah i try to that's awesome yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh so overall or my sorry my personal score i'm gonna go in 84 uh, no, I'm sorry. 83. I I have very mixed feelings about this movie. And it absolutely did its job in in creating dread and terror. And I cannot fault it for that. Like even though it's not my own my personal taste in music or in not music in in movies it it performed its its job excellently and like i said i appreciate that what i cannot stand and honestly what kind of ruins this movie for me is cheap jump scares there's nothing i hate more than a cheap jump scare <laughs> like and it's aggravating because it's like you have such genuine fear like that was entering my body and then it was re- instantly replaced with anger because I'm just like screw you dude <laughs> like if you would have just kept the dread and the terror going and just use different imagery like the scariest shit that I think I've ever seen, and I like refuse to watch to this day, our friend Christian, his older brother had a friend that worked on this project called Lights Out. It was, it eventually got turned into like a a full feature thing, right? Or was it just mm-hmm. a short? Okay, so yeah, it turned into like a full feature thing. That scare is honestly probably my favorite scare of all time. It was the, like he was like turning the lights on and off. It was just light on and then light off. And then you'd see this like creature or this, this figure standing. And then at the very end, he like goes to turn off, like turn on a lamp and he turns it like, what's it? He turns it on and then he sees the face yeah, I think it's so, so yeah, like, the guy's, like, headed to bed or something, I think, and he keeps, you know, like, flipping off this, I think, like, his hallway switch, and he just keeps 
seeing the entity. For some reason, I'm getting freaking goosebumps just talking about this one, too. I know. I have to Uh, walk to my room in the dark, and I'm... Oh, I'm sorry, man. (laughs) Scaring Um, myself. But yeah, so he keeps flipping the switch back and forth, on and off, and he keeps seeing the entity. And then I think, like, one of the final last switches, like, he doesn't see it anymore. And so, you know, like, he goes to bed, and then as he's... I think um, he turns over... uh, Oh, my God. I'm so freaking goosebumps here. He turns over, and all of a sudden, the entity, like, turns on the light, and you just see, like, the... Like, the face, and it's just like, ah! And it just freaking cuts. Actually, I think... Unless it's, like... You know, you're very... You're very close. I, I think okay. so. He, it's like the hallway thing. He does it, and then he like eventually like turns the light on, or he turns the light off, and then like the entity's there. He turns the hallway light on, gone, and then turns it off, and then it, the guy's still gone. And so he's like, okay, goes back to bed, and then he like sees the entity like standing in his doorway, and then he turns the light on, and it's gone. And then he goes to, like, lean over to turn the light off, and then the entity's sitting there, and he's like, creepy face, and then turns the light off, and then ends. Yeah, that's what it is. That is my favorite scare in the world. Because it's done so well. And it's because it's not done cheap. It is... Yeah. First off, it earns it. If you wanted to scream in my ear... It totally would have earned it, but it doesn't. It stays silent. It keeps the entire tone of the scene, and it just, just kind of all all the all the camera does. It just pans over a little bit, and you see the face, and then boom, off. Yep. Like the best. Yeah. The that is just mm, chef's kiss and scare. <laughs> yep. This is what that movie could have been. If yeah. it got rid of all the cheap jump scares. Like I said, filled I mean, me with genuine dread, genuine terror, but ruined it by pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Oh. So, I think, personally, like this is not something I will ever rewatch. <laughs> because like we have stated I'm a bit of a pussy <laughs> um and like I said cannot stand cheap jump scare so I'm I'm sitting a 78 with this one okay. I I'm as close to an 80 as I can get feeling good about it <laughs> um but yeah but anyway, that will conclude this week's breakdown and going through each of the categories. Our story started off pretty strong, a little bit above average, sitting at an 83.5. The writing dropped down just a hair for us, sitting at an 81. The acting dropped down just a little bit more, sitting at a solid 80. The logic for this film jumped up a ton because it followed its rules excellently sitting at a solid 95 the effects dropped back down a little bit sitting at an 84 the music 
nothing to gawk at, but it was like the uses of silence was was pretty good. So sitting at a solid seven, costumes fairly bland. The character design for the entity was good enough. <laughs> um, so like so sitting at a six for that, and then our personal score averaged out to an eighty point five. So, that makes the final All Bros letter grade for Smile come to a B. Nice. I love it. It's a good score. Yeah, it's it's a pretty solid B as well. Like, our cutoff okay. for a B is 83. Okay. And this scored an 84%. Nice, okay. Yeah, so I think this is the first time, or at least one of our B movies scored like this. So let me just do some reorganization. Yeah, so this is like our first solid 84. Like, it's not 84 point anything, it's just 84. I like it. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that puts it below Free Guy, which is at an 84.06. Puts it below Solo, which was at an 84.21. Puts it below Avengers Age of Ultron, which is at an 84.37. Puts it below Prey, which is at an 84.43. And then finally puts it below Black Adam, which is at an 84.5. Now heading the opposite direction, Smile ended up above Thor Ragnarok, which is at an 83.90, which, wow, I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, puts it above Murder on the or- Murder of the Orient Express. Is it Murder on? Yeah, it's Murder on. Why do I have Murder of? Murder on the Orient Express, sitting at an 83.81. This might be one I'd slight... Eh. Okay, it's above Sonic the Hedgehog, which is at an 83.81. Yeah, I'm sorry, I gotta disagree with... I would would disagree with that. Yeah, I mean, the margins are super close. It's like 0.2%. Okay. Um, let's see. It puts it above Home Alone, which is at an 83.64. And then finally puts it above Lady and the Tramp 2019, which is at an 83.51. Okay. Not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. It's got a good home. Yeah, the Sonic the Hedgehog one is a little bit of a tough pill to swallow, but I do understand that because I think we docked pretty heavily on like effects with that one okay that and character development like i said if i'm remembering right but who knows i don't know man that was in 2020 i I try not to remember that year (laughs) yeah actually i am curious to see i'm just gonna go back (laughs) and if i can find it okay yeah like, we gave the effects pretty high. We gave the writing a little bit low. The character development was really low. Music was really low. 
So, yeah, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, I think it was just the logic that bumped it up significantly. Like, I think if we would have dropped the, the logic a little bit more, it would have even out. But, I mean, you can't argue okay. with the logic being way better than Sonic's character development. Yeah, no, that's fair. But, anyway. But that will conclude this week's breakdown. We hope you guys enjoyed this, and if you guys went to see this movie, I hope we hope you enjoyed the movie as well. Um, so, with that, if you like this episode, want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are damn near everywhere. Um, be sure to follow us on social media as well. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the All Bros. You can also email us if you wanted to, where you can hit us up if you have an episode idea, want to join us for an episode, or any of that good stuff. Uh, so that would be the Albros channel at gmail.com. And you can also go to our website, which is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros, where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, so with that, next week... We will be breaking down Disney Plus's new movie, Disenchanted. Um, I have already watched this movie and thoughts. <laughs> yeah, he's got some thoughts. I have not yet. I haven't even seen the f the first one, Enchanted. Um, so I'm going to get to do a double movie marathon. So it can be very interesting to see if I agree or disagree with him. Yeah. Highly recommend a double feature on this one. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, you guys can look forward to that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces! I am too tired to do the Mickey voice, so I apologize. Coward. <laughs> Shut up. Ass. <laughs>